Connie, good morning. It's lovely to have you with us. Thank you so much for coming on this call. Um, and this, this podcast, uh, ladies, is it slightly different from the other ones that we've done from our, our Flourish series because Connie is speaking to us this time before she's even come to the ladies' breakfast. So we have a, a precious opportunity to yeah, hear some of Connie's backstory. Talk to her about the, the history and what's happening now, all the exciting stuff that's going on for her right now. Um, and also to get that sense of reconnection with an old friend who's been part of the, the work of um, the Girl Talk over the years. Um, Connie's also spoken to Tribe. You may have met her there. And uh, still got that real passionate, passionate heart of an evangelist to speak to us as a group of women, but also to reach the nation. So, Connie, so super to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, do you want to start at the beginning and tell us how you came to know the Lord? Ooh, great, Georgina. Thank you. Yes. Well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> it's great to be with you. And um, I'm, yeah, so excited to get to meet Georgina and to be sharing this morning with you. So, the, um, yes, how did I come to know the Lord? Uh, I, it, my journey started when I was very small. Uh, in fact, um, it really started before I was born. My father, who was a, a, a surgeon, um, he, he actually caught a, a disease from his patient while he was working on him just as I was uh, being born. And he was in the hospital for my first three weeks, and then he passed away. And so I grew up mm. without a father. And that mm. was such a difficult time for me. I, I, I felt, uh, as you do, <laughs> abandoned, um, longing for a daddy. So mm. my first seven years... I was like, I want a father. I want, I want to feel loved, to feel special, to, to feel safe. And I, 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 re I really hoped for a daddy to come into my life. Um, my mom yeah. eventually started married, uh, started um, uh, dating when I, when I was around five or six. And she would bring uh, somebody home and I'd sit on their lap and I'd think, oh, <laughs> no, he's not the dad I'm looking for. I don't want to see him anymore. You know, he's not the one. Um, but when I was seven, uh, our house caught on fire. And this man that my mother was was dating actually was around that that evening and and rescued my sister uh, from uh, her, her bedroom that she was trapped oh in and would have perished had he not gone up with the hose and a broom and rescued her. So my mother, um, a few months later, eloped, came home married, and it was a, it was devastating for me. He was not the father of my dreams, oh. and and I, it was a pretty hard time for me. Um, but a month late, uh, a month after that, my mother heard of somebody called Catherine Kuhlman. She was a revivalist and an evangelist and. and uh, in the uh, 60s and she yeah. 60s 70s and she heard of the miracles at her meetings and so she went with my new stepfather on a free bus heard <laughs> and saw these miracles for herself you know blind people seeing and people coming out of wheelchairs and it was so exciting and crazy wow. and shocking for her and and she had taken this free bus and the lady on the bus said oh if you if you want to know more about this God, why don't you come and hear our pastor preach? His name's Chuck Smith, and and you will really uh, enjoy his teaching. So the next uh, day, she took us to this church 
called Calvary Chapel in Costa Mesa, California. Mm -hmm. And she was amazed at what was, the words he was saying were touching her heart deeply. And she thought, this is it. I have finally found what I've been searching for. She had this deep emptiness inside. And she thought, this is it. And then the pastor at the end of his talk, he said, and now I'm I'm going to be away for a few weeks uh, leading summer camps for children in, in, in Arizona. And she's like, wait, she went up to him, you can't leave. I finally found you. <laughs> you know, wait, wait. this isn't good. She said, but, but I do have three kids. Can I bring them to your camp? And so he said, yes. Uh, uh, what, you know, if the ages are right, how old are they? And she said, um, eight, uh, almost eight. I was Eight, eight at camp, eight, nine, and 12. And he said, those are the ages. Wow. So she loads us up, packs us off, to, drives us 10 hours from California to Arizona, drops us off at this camp. And there, Georgina, there for the first time, I heard that there was a God in heaven who loved me, who wanted to be my father. And I ran to the front when they gave the invitation to give our lives to God. And, and I was crying. I said, but will he really want me? Because I'm a oh. rat bag. I mean, I was horrible. <laughs> I had a terrible temper. I would like, you know, rip clothes off of me if my mother wouldn't get the dress off me in time. I'd like just pull the sleeve off until it ripped. I mean, I was, I was not a nice piece of work. But uh, they said, no, because of what Jesus did on the cross, how he died to forgive you. He died to make you brand new. And yeah. that day I, I stepped into that new life and, and this crazy love. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't alone anymore. I wasn't an orphan <laughs> anymore. I yeah. came home. And, um, you know, it was so funny, Georgina, when, when my mom picked uh, the three of us up at the end of the week, we'd all given our lives to Christ. And when she got home three days later my stepdad said to her where are the kids that you took to camp because these are not the ones you've brought home <laughs> and she said oh I, said, I don't know she phoned the pastor and she said pastor we need to come and talk to you <laughs> what's happened to our kids so she they made an appointment and they said what has happened because these are not the kids we took to camp and he said, I know they've been born again. They've given their lives to Jesus Christ. And you both need to surrender your lives to Christ. And they said, you're right. And he led them to the Lord. We were all baptized in the ocean. And uh, we began following Jesus. The next summer, we went back to camp. We were, we were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, my life was, <laughs> was changed forever. <laughs> it was yeah. such a powerful encounter with God. Uh, I still haven't recovered from it. <laughs> set, set me on fire. And um, uh, yeah, that was a crazy, crazy time. We, we, we got back from, from camp. We... Uh, we, we began to follow Jesus. And, you know, with, uh, within that next year, all these hippies started getting saved at our church. And I don't know if you've heard of the Jesus People Revival, but it mm. started at our little church. Oh, um, really? We, yeah, we were needing to build a, a, new, a new church. And these hippies started working on it, and they got led to Christ. And one of the guys that our pastor started discipling named Lonnie Frisbee, he started inviting all of his hippie friends to come to church. And um, before they had our church completed, the church 
was already too small with all these hippies coming in. And they had to tear down one wall and they put sliding glass windows in and so that half of the people could sit outside in the courtyard. Oh, wow. And, <laughs> and we watched over those years, hundreds and thousands of these hippies come off of drugs, out of immorality, out of alcoholism and step into the kingdom. And as a young uh, girl, uh, ten, 9, 10, 11, 12, I, I watched uh, God sweep a generation of, of young people who were so broken into the kingdom. We would take them down to the, the beach and baptize hundreds of them at a time. I think within the first couple of years, we saw about 20,000 young people saved. It was a crazy time that, in my it, life. It totally was, wasn't it? You think by the age of 12, how much is there, you've already gone through? It's, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Born into, I think um, I, into I, turbulence and drama and then also, you know, great rescue, great hope. And then, and then a, a revival happening before your eyes. It's almost like everywhere you look, there's fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It was start, such it a privilege. Yeah. Such such a privilege to to in those early years to see the power of God, the, mm. to see so many people saved and delivered from their corrupt lifestyles. Yeah, you know, just yeah. watching them transformed and become so full of light and so love of God. We had these houses that we started called Maranatha houses, where where oh, yeah. you know the, the the young people would live and be discipled in, and it was just a tremendous time i think that's where i just got hooked on revival i want to live you know <laughs> that's my motivation my desire is to see revival yeah. yeah 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 like a like a master class in mission living out in front of your eyes really i guess those those yeah. those first years and continuing um yeah. so so how did you get into mission yourself it sounds like you that you know you you saw it happening right there but what did you were you part of the maranatha movement then or or did, did God take you somewhere else? I mean, obviously, we've got the UK story yet to come. But, um, yes. but what, what was it at, at that time? How, how, how old were you when you first got into mission? Right. Well, I was I, I had gone to university. I went to a Christian university, Westmont College. And and during that time, they would send at Easter about 300 young people down to, to Mexico, to Ensenada, to to share the gospel in small teams, puppet teams, drama teams, music oh, teams, yeah. village teams, mm -hmm. medical teams. Yeah. And, um, and, and my first, I hate to admit, but my first few years, I was not interested <laughs> because I, I was working at a Christian summer camp every summer leading kids to Christ. And I was really committed to Georgina. I just like, I loved fun. And, and I wasn't <laughs> sure that going to Mexico was going to be fun on this mission trip and so <laughs> I didn't I never went until my junior year this really handsome man was leading one of the teams and that is when I got the call into missions <laughs> joined his team and I I and uh and it was shocking because he wasn't leading the puppet team he was leading the prison team and, and I found myself having to go into an Ensenada prison. And it was scary. Oh. I said, God, how, how am I going to relate to these women? They're criminals. You know, they've done bad things. And, and, and I've been saved since I was eight. And, and I felt the father just, just whispered to me, Connie, there's no difference between you and them. You've sinned and they've sinned. 
The only difference is they got caught at theirs. So I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> you're right. You have a point there. So, so I said, okay, God, well, and he's, and I just felt, he said, go tell them how, how, how much I love them and what my son Jesus did to give them a brand new life, a brand new start and, and, and a new hope. And so I went into that prison and I had the, sh- the chance to share the love of Jesus. And I watched these women in, come into tears and give their lives to Christ. And I was wrecked. I was in tears. I was, and, and, yeah. and, and, um, it was, that was a, the most amazing thing. And then I, I got to preach at a, an inner city church there in Ensenada and I shared the gospel and people got saved. People got saved. And the pastor said, Oh, would you, would you pray for the sick? So, they, they came forward and we were laying hands on the sick and I'm like, Jesus, touch these people. I don't know what I'm doing, but Jesus, touch these people. And people mm. were getting healed. And, and the pastor said, oh, Sister Connie, if you're ever in Ensenada, will you come and preach at our church again? And I said to him, I've never preached before in my life. <laughs> um, and I went home that night to our tent out in this big field. And I said, under the stars, I said, Jesus, if you can use... Uh, a, a physical education teacher uh, from from California, you know, where the best fruits and nuts come from. Then <laughs> God, I'm I'm available. And God, I just felt Him say, "Well, I'm desperate. I'll take you." <laughs> so I I signed up, and I and uh, a few years later, I went into youth with a mission, and that's where I've been for the last thirty. Uh, seven years <laughs> serving God yeah. in the nations uh, based based over here, and I'm sure that that moment of that moment of um, I won't say terror, but the moment of feeling that you didn't have enough, but you've been asked to do something that you knew so totally was part of your calling. Has, is that something that 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 still happens to you? Is that something you grow out of, or um, or does it does no. it still grab you sometimes? Oh, oh man, I. I you know, when you get a hold of God's heart, his passionate heart for the lost, when you get a revelation of how dearly you're loved, and when you give that love away to somebody else, <laughs> and it just, it, it, <laughs> it's life-changing. It yeah. so impacts you. It becomes addictive. Like, you, you want, you just can't wait to share the gospel with the next person. <laughs> you want to tell them so that they can step into this crazy love of God. So yeah, it's it's um, uh, I haven't recovered yet. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, I love the the way you you know you you sound even in your voice. It's there, you know. You are about the fun of it, actually. And the, <laughs> you know, you 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 were you were so honest that, that that didn't sound like fun, but this sounded like fun. And then God took you into a prison, and that's where the next masterclass was coming from for you. So mm. uh, yeah. What an amazing journey, um, actually, yeah. has been happening. So, how did you get to the UK? What's, what? When did this, when did the UK become part of your um, part of your mission trip? Mm. Well, um, I went into I went into um, uh, into YWAM Youth with a Mission mm-hmm. uh, from California, and I I I didn't know where to go. We had a number of bases around the world and there, they had a base. In fact, the headquarters in Hawaii, in Kona. And I thought, well, that makes sense for a California beach girl. <laughs> that yeah. must be my, my, my starting place. And so I, I went and I did my discipleship training school there. They, 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 they asked me to stay on staff and to lead uh, discipleship training schools. So I did that for 
uh, another six months. And then I realized that I, I didn't have the Bible. I didn't know what the word of God said. And here I was trying to preach it. I was trying to share the gospel. And I, I didn't know what, what the Bible really said. I, I, I would have to speak at churches and, and, um, you know, it was, that was really scary. And so mm. I said, Father, they've just started a Bible school at, in Kona. Can I go back and, and do this nine-month school? And I was in the Philippines on outreach at the time. And, uh, and after I uh, had to preach at the church on the Sunday, I thought, Jesus, I'm desperate. I need to know the Bible. Please, can I, <laughs> can I take the School of Biblical Studies? And that day, uh, God gave me a verse in my mind, Ezra 7.10. I thought, wow, is, is Ezra, is that, is that in the Bible? <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I'm teasing. I, I looked up Ezra 7.10, and it said, For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach his precepts to the people of Israel. I thought, wow, yeah. God, did you just put that verse in there? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and I thought, that, I think that's a yes. So I phoned up the school in Hawaii, and I said, do you have any space left for a girl for the September school? And they said, we have one space left. I said, sign that's me good. up. <laughs> so I went and I did a school of biblical studies for nine months, and one of the guys on staff was from England. And he said, Connie, I'm going to England uh, next year to start this school, this Bible school there. Will you come with me? And, um, and uh, I'm sorry. Sadly, I said, no. <laughs> I said, I'm a beach girl from California. I can't go to the middle of England, you know. So, uh, he, so he said, okay. So then my my the leader of our school said, Connie, I've heard you said no to Phil. Don't you think you should at least pray about it? I said, Ron, if it makes you feel better, I'll I went to the father and I said, Lord, if, if you want me to go to England, change my heart. Well, that is a dangerous prayer. Mm -hmm. Weeks later, I was desperate to go to England. And I said, Phil, is it too late? I want to come to England with you. And he said, no. And, um, and I said, well, God has changed my heart. So I came to England. And I've stayed 37. <laughs> and hopefully you found the beach in the meantime. Yes, I have. <laughs> and I love this nation. I found the green hills and these beautiful rolling, uh, you know, fields. Uh, I, I am in love with this nation. I've become a British citizen. And uh, I, I have inheritance in this nation, and it is my home. I love it dearly. Yeah. Oh, and the people. Well, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, and thank you for coming, and thank you for heeding the call. So, the landlocked part of the Midlands that drew you back then uh, could more than compare with the Californian coast, and that is something that's good for us to hear. Um, but we, Connie, the fabulous to hear the, the backstory. Um, and how you got here. We're, I'm looking forward so much to having you speak at the, at the breakfast and hearing more about the, you know, the, and the interactions with the ladies who will be on that call at that time. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for all, for all of the, the love that is communicated in your voice and the, the light and the hope. And thank you for being such a faithful servant of the Lord in, in, in testifying of all of his great, great works in your life and, and helping to bring that to the nations. So we'll hear more about your youth work, I think, um, on the next call um, and a, a lovely opportunity to, uh, to follow the rest of your story and also um, to find out where 
where where we fit in you know this is so it's so um, invigorating to speak to somebody who is who who has that that call and that continual sense of mission um which is you know what we want to pursue so thank you father for this time thank you father for all the work you've done in connie thank you for rescuing her and turning her into uh, into this woman who's serving you and running after you um, every day of our life lord and father mm. i pray that you would teach us what you want us to learn from this converse from these conversations and that you drop seeds in our heart that are of everlasting good in the mm. name of jesus mm. amen amen thank you so much georgina it's been great being with you we look and forward to the too. next time will do <laughs> speak thank soon you. thank you connie bye god bless you bye Bye. okay we're through there great okay was that okay that was brilliant Ooh. yeah yeah thank you so much you put so much energy into it i can only imagine your hands <laughs> moving all over the place <laughs> while you're talking no it's really lovely thank you so effervescent and um wow 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 honestly what a yeah well, what well, what a plan he has for you praise the lord thank you georgina absolutely have a lovely rest of the day and we'll speak in a couple of weeks time See okay thank you okay you, god bless you sweetie <laughs> and bye. You, bye, bye bye have bye. a great day bye. thank you i'll ping you an email when the when the um podcast going out so you know so you'll get a direct link to it um oh great and will okay. and will this and will we do something very similar in two weeks time in two weeks time um the breakfast is a zoom call um so oh, okay. carol carol kind of well carol normally oversees it but i think carol's going in for surgery next time so i'm fairly sure someone else is leading it so i think jan from cambridge is going to be leading the breakfast but it'll follow the same sort of format so somebody will do a little breakfast demo and we'll all you know share our cups of coffee at the same time and so on so there's a really nice introduction and opening to the meeting and then um she'll give the give give the mic over to you and you'll be able to do your talk um, so you, that's usually about 15 minutes or so and then there's opportunity for comment or question or you know um, further kind of discussion in the group which is which is always really lovely and the ladies like to interact with that in that part um, but there's opportunity for prayer then um, at, at that point as well and then usually usually we're done after in about an hour and five hour and ten minutes that kind of that kind of thing but so it's a lovely refreshing morning actually and um, usually there's about 20 people on the call so it's just enough to fill your screen but not so many that you that they end up going onto you know onto different side screens in in Zoom. Okay. So um, and we'll record the um, as we said we'll record the whole thing, but I'll snip it down into uh, just the segment that it that is is your your talk um, for release on the next podcast. But um, okay. we can we can edit that as and you know as and when we as and when we need to. Great! Wow, that's exciting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you said there's about 20, uh, 20 ladies that are coming. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. Oh, I mean, beautiful. there may be more. There may be more. That's so exciting. That's so exciting. And I think they're from around, around the area, area and even uh, other places. Oh, Isn't absolutely. it amazing? It's fabulous. What, what, Zoom? It really what? is. It really is. Yeah. We had South African, a lady from South Africa, a lady from America on yesterday's call. Um, and in previous times, there've been people from Germany, Belgium, um, Costa Rica, I think, was one, um, and so on. So yeah, yeah, it's really wow. fabulous. That is so wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So wow. lots to look forward to. I look really look forward to hearing you then. 
praise the Lord. Thank you, Georgina. Bless you, sweetie. Thank you, James. Have a, Bless you, James. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. Thanks. Bye for Bye-bye. now. Bye-bye. Bye.